Welcome, everyone, to a brand new episode of Ian's Untitled Scene Show. My name is Ian, and this is going to be a lot of fun. I am going to be talking to a band that's a little bit newer on my radar, but they have a brand new album. By the time you're listening to this, it will already be out. So I am going to introduce our house, and I'm going to say it is Nico, Trav, Maddie, and Rob. We're just going to go around and I'm going to ask you guys how you're doing. We're going to start with Nico and then we'll go from there. So Nico, man, how are you doing tonight? I'm pretty good, man. Very nice. Very nice. I like to hear How you doing, bro? How you doing? I'm not doing too bad. I think this is hilarious and is going to be a lot, a lot of fun. <laughs> I've been looking forward to talking to you guys. So this is going to be good for sure. Let's go to Trav. How are you doing tonight, man? I'm doing good. I can't complain too, too much. I just got home about 30 minutes ago from work and all. I'm excited to do this uh, little interview. Oh, good. Okay. So you went from one job to another job, basically. Yeah. The grind never stops yes. over here, to be honest. Never, never stops. How about you, Maddie? How are you doing tonight? Man, I'm doing all right. Got this lovely Florida weather. There you go. Yes. Yeah, so we're going to talk about where you guys are all located for sure. And we'll end this off with Rob. How are you doing tonight, man? Bro, I couldn't be better, honestly. I've been doing great. Very nice. Very nice. So, yeah, I, I mentioned to you guys off air, you know, I'm setting up a brand new, you know, complete mixer and mic setup. <laughs> I'm hoping this is sounding fine right now. I'm hoping that when I go back to edit this, everything's going to sound fucking great. But I have no idea. So this is all this is all brand new. <laughs> so I appreciate you guys being the guinea pigs for this. I, I really do. You sound great, though. <laughs> yeah. That's that's the hope is that I sound great, but I want you guys to sound better. So that is what I'm hoping for. You never know when you're in the mic, you never really know what it's going to sound like until you export that file and start splitting things up. Oh, so that's, that's what we're going to deal with. But <laughs> I do not want to focus on myself. I do want to see before we go into the new album and everything about our house, I want to know where are you guys located right now? Whoever wants to start can go ahead and start and then we'll, uh, we'll make our way around. I feel like we should just keep the same order we've been going. Okay, there we go. Let's do it. So, Nico, keep it you concise. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm in home in Louisiana, bro. Very nice. Okay. I need five. Travis? I am, I am south of Baton Rouge in a town called Gonzalez and the 225. Nice. Okay. And then we got, we've got Maddie. Man, I'm out here visiting family, doing that stuff in East Point, Florida. Gotcha. Okay. And well, Rob, what about yourself? I'm in Covington, 95. Okay. All right. So do you guys consider New Orleans to be your home or the home base of the band? Because when people talk about Our House, they're always talking about New Orleans. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Home home, home in Covington is basically like 20 minutes from New Orleans. Ah, okay. Yeah. yeah it's Louisiana geography. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Home doesn't show area. up on the map. <laughs> gotcha. Now, Maddie, how long are you going to be in Florida for? Oh, man, I'm just out here handling some biz, so not too long. Okay. Well, here's a, here's a question, I guess, right away. So while we're recording this, we are two days from Gold Tooth Guru from actually dropping for everybody. You're split up right now, but are you guys going to get together for any, like, release type thing? Like, how are you all feeling knowing the album is almost actually out? Oh, it's pretty ecstatic, man. Yeah, I think we're gonna meet up on Friday and have a little party, bro. There oh yeah, pop some champagne, you know. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Any like, is there the ability or the possibility at all for a release show, like a live show, at some point? Mm, that's in the works. Okay. 
in the, it is in the works. Definitely sure. in the works. Okay. All right. That's always good to hear. I mean, I'm in Austin, Texas. I'm pretty sure I won't be able to make it, but I... Oh, yeah. Hey, I want to let people know, though, because it's hard to explain when I was told about you guys, because I have to admit, I, I talked about this a little bit off air. This is really my first time experiencing your music. And then I went back. As soon as I heard Goldtooth Guru, I went back and I listened to the EP and I listened to everything that I could that you guys had done. And it's so incredibly unique to the style of music that I normally listen to. I mean, this this show in general really covers metalcore, hardcore, post-hardcore, pop-punk, that kind of thing. And you've melded so many different genres into one. It really did feel like any time that I visit New Orleans. That's that's the feel <laughs> that I got from this album. Yeah, I, lo- yeah. I love that. Yeah, it really. And by the way, I do want to mention, we'll probably talk a little bit maybe towards the end, but I love New Orleans. It's probably my second to third favorite city in the United States. Oh, look, I appreciate that you say that. I appreciate that you say that for sure, because as you know, a lot of people don't often like the place that they grow up. I mean, at least especially in music. I would say you are 100 percent, bro. Yeah. Especially if you were a pop (laughs) punk band the whole time, you'd be talking about getting out of New Orleans. (laughs) (laughs) Don't get it twisted. (laughs) (laughs) New Orleans scene is just hard on bands, bro. Yeah. Well, tell me a little bit about that, because obviously, you know, I've been I'm not going to say I'm an expert in New Orleans, but I've been there enough to, you know, you go down Bourbon Street, you go down other streets and you hear live music almost constantly, no matter what. So you can go in and you can hear a cover band doing, you know, whatever, alternative rock, metal, that kind of thing. And then the next bar is a country bar, you know, something like that. It is very, very diverse. diverse. Yeah, exactly. Very similar to, you know, maybe Nashville, not as much, but even Austin has a lot of that kind of transition between or dichotomy between all those different sounds. So for you guys, what is it like actually living there and having a New Orleans scene? There really oh, ain't much. Honestly, oh. <laughs> go ahead, Rob. Go ahead, Rob. I said, there really ain't much of a scene going on too crazy in New Orleans right now. There's a uh-huh. big rise in like, uh, not like local bands, but bands coming in town. There's a lot of incomers for sure. Yeah. So you're saying more traveling musicians are coming in to do shows, but maybe not local people rising up and going out. That kind of thing? Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, like you were saying, bro, it's more for like cover artists. That's what people really want. Right. They don't want something that's like, you know, original. Right. It's hard for them to digest. It's commodified. Like it's yeah. very commodified. You could just go around to the next corner and go catch a little bar. Right. And you know, you got another little cover band right there. So you really kind of got to stand apart from everybody else to really get any traction within this state, if you know what I mean. Right. Yeah. Right. What would you say then for New Orleans, for anyone who's visiting or anybody who lives there too, who's looking to to hear this style of music, to hear scene music, you know, the mixtures of hardcore, metalcore, new metal, rap, everything that's going to go into what you guys are doing. Besides House of Blues, is there any other place in New Orleans that you guys recommend to catch a show where you could see someone doing something similar to yourselves? Oh yeah. Gossip Santos. Okay. Siberia. Republic. <laughs> Yeah, Republic, Southport Music Hall. Okay. All right. So there are plenty of places. It's just maybe you don't have the local bands to really invigorate the scene. Nope. Okay. Gotcha. All right. Well, what can you guys do? I mean, obviously, with the new album coming out, 
you guys have got to have some type of traction, I would assume. I mean, you've signed with Unified. You're getting out there worldwide. So what have you been able to do for the scene or what are you looking to do for the scene in New Orleans? Well, we're trying to bring that spotlight. For me, to be honest, I have a lot of friends who like play music down in New Orleans and all, and it gives them hope. It gives them hope and motivates them to do more and all because me and all my partners, we've been doing music stuff for a long time down here. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're just happy to see that, you know, I'm out there doing the damn thing. And it gives them a lot of hope to be like, you know, I could probably be doing the same thing as Trav could be doing one day if I just keep, you know, grinding to this. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Truth be told, man, like Louisiana is full of grinders. Like there's tons of bands. There's tons of guys that's, you know, really been putting in the work and get the dues. But Louisiana just doesn't get recognized. Why do you think that is? It's just a glossed over market, man. It goes, it goes back to that, you know, it the commodified part. You know, uh, we don't get shows coming through all that often. Sure. You know? Yeah, no, I, I guess I can see so that. So it's one. really yeah. DIY. You just kind of got to do it on your own, man. Well, then I guess this would be the question then, because obviously now a lot of bands could be DIY if they want to, right? But you guys got picked up by Unified, who, like I said, is really a global label they're not just you know centered in the u.s or anything so what did you guys do to capture that attention and what was that like getting the attention of a label like unified yeah i mean it was uh it was special with them bro because we had we had a lot of offers from from many other labels and for a while we we wanted to go independent we wanted to stay independent and all but uh they really just see the vision they seen they seen the vision a lot more than we did Actually, at the time, bro. ah, okay, they really it, it, took, it did take some time, bro. It, it took it took, you know, a good six months mm-hmm. for this all to, to fall together. But uh, that's basically how it went down, and that's why we went with Unify. They're like a family oriented yeah. business, right? They 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 believed in us, like they believed us in a sense of like they trusted us to just be us. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, for you guys, especially being as unique as you are. That's got to be one of the most important things <laughs> that you're looking for. Oh, it's so free. Yeah, <laughs> it's got it's got to be because yeah, this album is so different from so many things that I've listened to, especially recently, for sure. I mean, there are people that have been doing some similar things for sure, but man, it is so unique, and we'll dive we'll dive a lot more into that as well. But sure. when you go from, you know, you go from the EP, and I always get it, I always confuse the the pronunciation of it <laughs> what, what is the right way to pronounce your ep i don't want to make myself Go look foolish group? here oh malaysia yeah, 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 malaysia yeah, malaysia yeah, yeah. okay i gotta make myself a say malaysia yeah <laughs> gotcha. yeah you talking about the tea <laughs> yeah when when you've got now by the way i mean i should ask this actually so i'm just going by what i've been able to find has there been another ep or anything before malaysia that was the very first that was the first yeah. so then you guys are insanely new <laughs> to this scene then. And then also to be picked up by a major label and have your new album come out. I mean, that's that's pretty crazy because Malaysia came out, what, in 2022, right? Yes. Correct. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, sir. Well, then how long have you guys actually been a full band and been practicing to get that EP out? Like, has it been a few years? Have you guys been t- together for 10 years and I just didn't hear about you? Like, <laughs> like when did you guys yeah, get I, together? I mean, that that kind of brings us to the, the rundown of how we all kind of linked up back oh, sure. in the day. Me, Maddie, <laughs> me, yeah, me, Maddie, and Millie used to uh, play music back in like 
2011. Okay. And uh, like on some we, we, yeah, yeah, melodic or, yeah, melodic some little ye- type shit. Ah, okay. Youngsters, yeah. Gotcha. Some youngsters, bro. Youngsters. Making a name for themselves. <laughs> and gotcha. uh, we did that for a couple of years, bro, and then we all kind of died off. And then uh, I had actually- things. Yeah, it actually uh, hit up Millie out the blue in like 2021, bro. Ah, okay. Hey, man. Might be our last chance to even do something, bro. You want to start something up? And then uh, we ended up coming out with, uh, this is just me and Millie. We mm-hmm. ended up coming out with with two singles that I don't even think on the on YouTube or Spotify anymore. Okay. Because it really didn't define who we are or the sound. But mm-hmm. uh, So after those two, we changed up producers, decided to go a different route and then bring, incorporate rap in our, uh, to our music. And uh, halfway through writing that, we brought in Maddie. Uh, Trav and Rob. Okay, gotcha. And that, that's really how we got started with the Malizi EP. So then, I think that's really interesting. So I'm assuming, just based on how you said that, that when you gotten together and were doing those couple tracks, that was more on that melodic hardcore side then? Well, that was uh, that was really more just metalcore. Like okay. Just, that was still different, but it didn't, we didn't incorporate rap in it. I see. I think... I mean, we want to really deep dive into this. And I think this is one of the most important questions I can ask you, knowing, knowing the scene and knowing money and audience and all that kind of stuff. How did you decide to add rap in instead of focusing more on rap? Because obviously, as you know, we're a niche or niche audience, right? right. This whole scene is a lot different than if you had gone in the path of straight up rap. So. How how did you navigate that and decide that this is the direction you want to go in, knowing that you might not get the same notoriety or the same amount of audience? You know what I mean? Right. Uh, so Millie's really, he, he did rap after uh, we stopped doing the, the melodic hardcore stuff. He went and rapped and then toured rapping for a while. Okay. So that's kind of what brought in the idea, hey, bro, let's incorporate rap into it. But the reason Millie didn't want to incorporate full-blown rap was because he wanted to show off everybody's talents and what we do and then bring in our own aspect to this band. Ah, okay. Okay, that makes sense. Then when you guys looked at bringing people in then, so you look at Rob, you look at Maddie, you look at Trav, what were those elements that you were looking for for each of them? If everyone's bringing in something unique and background and music style, all that kind of stuff, what made you want them or or for them to answer too? What, what do you bring to the table that is your you know, specialty, let's say. Well, I'll say at first, uh, the the biggest thing was they're really talented musicians and they just, they have a great name and reputation in the industry or in the scene, in Mm -hmm. uh, the Orleans scene. But uh, other than that, you know, their personalities just fit. It's, there's good chemistry with us as writers. Okay. Yeah. And I guess that, I mean, that kind of rolls into what is, the writing style, like I've mentioned so many times, and hopefully people, <laughs> by the time by the time people are listening, I'm assuming there's a fun story to this, but since there's so many people listening that have listened to the new album, they're going to hear the different structures, how unique it is, and I'm going to say unique a lot, obviously. I probably don't do a drinking game to me saying unique because it's going to come out a lot during this episode, but <laughs> mm. it's true. It, it's something that you're not really used to hearing, especially in this scene. So how do you write so many different styles into one and then also work with transition? Because obviously going from screaming to rapping is a lot different than going from screaming to singing. 
So how did that all work? How do you guys write together? <laughs> you would honestly <laughs> really, bro. We just write on the fly, man. Like okay. we, we don't. just be chilly, man. Yeah, yeah we don't. Yeah, we, we just shoot from the hip. So <laughs> would you would you say? So I just had I just had Joey from Varsity on recently, and he's done the show a few times. And one of the things that he does when he does his vocals is he freestyles. That's what he does the entire time, and he actually has to have somebody write down his lyrics because he just goes off. And that's, that's it. And that's the song. Yeah. So is that what that's you guys crazy. are all doing? Uh, Whenever I'm coming up with melodies for my singing stuff, bro, I'm just saying bullshit. Like I'll okay. start singing random ass words. You know, gotcha. that, that's really how I come up with mine. But, okay. Uh, uh, Shrooms and Hennessy, bro. That's how we got through this album. Bro. That, <laughs> Don't give away all the secrets. A lot of Hennessy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bro but other than that we don't we don't demo anything out really like we, we might go no. riffs and all but yeah everything's on the fly on the spot vibe in studio writing bro and that's yeah it, it just puts the pressure that's how we prefer you. it yeah but you got to have people that have good chemistry like everybody in this band it would it wouldn't work with just anybody you know yeah no. i would assume that writing style would not work if someone was like hey we have structure we you know i've been writing all day we got to go over this i'm mm -hmm. sure that's got to be very difficult right right yeah. Usually somebody, somebody might wake up and have like a riff that is, you know, played with in the morning, the whole morning. Yeah. yeah. And then that, that'll just turn to a song in the day. Okay. <laughs> like whatever, whatever the mood of the day is. Yeah. We'll just cut something up. Okay. So then is that one of those things where since you guys are all playing instruments, but then you're also, you know, I know Nico, you're doing the, you know, a lot of backing vocals, but I also read that I think don't all of you guys do some backing vocals? Yeah, I do. Yes. I do the clean vocals, like I sing. Yeah, uh, the main singing, and everybody essentially does a lot of backing vocals. Okay, all right. Yeah, like I'll just do like I'll just do like random ad libs and all every now and then whenever it's called for. Okay, so then when you're freestyling though, do you start like even with Millie? Do you guys start with the instruments first and then freestyle <laughs> over that? Yeah, we definitely go instruments yeah. first. Yeah, except, yeah. except for there, there's a song. I know this is crazy. There's a song on this album called Ride, and it's yeah, uh, it's basically a neo soul. It's an '80s vibe. Song. Yes, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, I actually wrote the melodies down before we even did instrumental for it. I he did. Ah. instrumental fit to the singing. Okay, and it came it came out pretty sick, bro. Yeah, that and actually, you kind of segued. We'll we'll get back to some of this stuff, obviously, but you you know we like to kind of go with the flow here, and what you mentioned is something that I definitely wanted to talk about because on the album, once you get to the club, that, that interlude there, the final two songs, which include Ride, are so incredibly different from the rest of the <laughs> album. Like it's, it's a complete, yeah, you know, vibe change and genre change. So, I, I mean, I know you guys just mentioned freestyling and everything, but that is so incredibly different. So how do you decide on yeah we're gonna keep that or yeah this is the direction we want to go in is there anybody that had any problem with how different it is from the rest of the album no no that was the easy <laughs> yeah for everybody to agree with it was like hell yeah bro we gotta have this motherfucker. <laughs> like, I, I will like, say this <laughs> I, I will say this though mm -hmm. so when we did do rod i remember that morning nick woke me up and he was just like trapped i was like what's up man he's like I need you to kill this shit today. And I was like, dude, I just woke up five seconds ago. What do you need me to do? He's like, <laughs> he's like, I need you to do this. If you can't do it, like, 
I'm I'm gonna have to do it. And I was just like, nah, bro. And Rod is such a and Rod is such a different song because I've been just like a metal and metalcore musician mm-hmm. my whole life. And then when I was able to like step outside of my realm, Nick kind of put like a fire under my ass to be like, all right, I'm about to I'm about to put on my big boy shoes and all that. And I went up in there and I just killed what I put down. Yeah. Nick liked it. Maddie enjoyed it a lot. It was in his bag to where he was able to put what he wanted to put into the song. Mm-hmm. And the rest is history from there. Damn, yeah, that yeah, is, man. Honestly, yeah. those songs are the easiest to write just because, just all the the simple strength of it's like we're just writing what we want to write. Right. Well, ultimately, <laughs> yeah, ultimately, yeah. Well, the the <laughs> thing that I notice, and maybe it's my my preference for what type of music I like, right? But those two songs, in my opinion, could easily be on pop or rap radio. That would be my opinion. Like I said, I don't know a whole lot about it, but to me it seems easier to write a pop song or, you know, that kind of vibe song compared to writing something that is metalcore, new metalcore mixed with rap and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Is that the way you guys felt as well when you were doing this? I mean, it's it's really just easy to write what you love. Okay. That put out easier than any of the other stuff too. Yeah, we're all music heads at the end of the day. Okay, so it's more about the... It's more about the love and passion that you have for any style of music, basically. Yeah, truly. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. We got a love for it all, bro. Yeah. No, no, that that makes sense. See, that's a problem I have. I do not have a lot of love for anything else that's not in the <laughs> Damn. scene. I know. I know. I've tried. It is very, and like I mentioned, I lived in, I, you know, I live right now in Austin, Texas, and people are, you know, asking me about country music, and they're asking me all about, I just don't, I can't. It's very rare for me to connect to something that doesn't have this style of instrumentation and some, it doesn't have to be screaming all the time, but I have to have that alternative rock feel, that alternative metal feel. There has to be something like that for me or it's very difficult to get into. Okay. I vibe with that. Yeah, but yeah, but that's why, that's why I, I mean, was excited. Honest way to go. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm always, oh, <laughs> yeah. believe me, always extremely honest on the show. That's why I was like, I wasn't going to pretend that I had listened to you guys for years and years because when I was reached out about doing this episode, I was like, oh, this sounds interesting, but I haven't had a chance to listen. Let me take a listen. And that's when I got hooked, was giving it a chance because I'll always give any type of music a chance. It's just, it's very rare for me to connect to it if it's not something in the scene. I get that's, that. Uh, yeah. That's how it's been going, bro. Either you get really hooked on it or you fucking hate it. Yeah. There's no there's no middle ground for us, bro. You gotta no. hate us and be hooked on it. Family. They were like, I love your band, I love you doing music, but I, I can't do the screaming. Nah. <laughs> Louisiana funny, right? <laughs> oh, is that what happened really? Yes, listen to Ride, you know, now my grandma approves of ah. <laughs> Yeah, same here. Same here. Me and Robert in that situation. Yep. That, I would say that does make sense. But I think that is, I think that's absolutely true what you guys said, where a lot of times, and especially now with the way people's attention spans are, you have to either, it's extremes, right? You either love or you hate. That's normally the way it is. There is no in-between on that. So to be able to write an album and put out an album that people are going to respond to, I think in a very positive way, is a talent. And you guys deserve a lot of credit for being able to bring out a lot of people that might not have listened to this style of music. 
Does that make Damn. sense? Did I, did yeah. I say something wrong on that one? Oh <laughs> uh, well, let me let me switch let me switch gears a little bit here. So one of the things about the album too that I thought was pretty interesting, and I think it comes from a little bit from the first EP as well, when you think of the heist, is there's at least like one skit at the beginning. And then, like I mentioned, there's the club, which is also like an interlude where things change. And then if you look at the album art, you also get that feeling that there's possibly a connected story or a concept album, like the framework of that in this album. Now, I haven't been able to, even though I've listened to it a lot, I haven't been able to read all the lyrics yet. I'll have to do that after the show comes out and after the album fully comes out. But Am I missing anything when it comes to was I am I off the the beaten path on that one or is there actually a concept in the actual album? I mean like lyrically there's not a super big concept on it it just it speaks on our lives and and the things we go through out here but the the biggest concept of it is to make you feel like it's a movie soundtrack. Ah, okay. And that's why it's different in many aspects but still it feels like the same band it's got the the 80s 90s like poster trailer type artwork on it yeah yeah that's i mean that's really good. where did that idea come from then uh shrooms and Hennessy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we basically like when we like are in the studio and we're in that vibe we basically all kind of just get together while we're writing just paint out the picture yeah paint out the picture of where you're looking to go with the album itself or you know song wise like how how are you working that it's it's like song wise, like mainly like what kind like we'll write like what Maddie said, like what the mood of the day is. We'll go off of that, and then when we go off of that, Nick and Millie will kind of go into their own little world with the song, and then that's where they kind of just start like figuring every little thing out for it. Basically, just be like, how can we portray the our house world without them even having to see it? Okay, that movie movie soundtrack really fit that vibe the most because we're all over the place. With yeah, I, I but we try to keep that. you know we keep it we keep it in a certain realm. You know what I'm saying? But it's it's not all over the place where we playing country music and shit. Too. No, right. no, no. But I will say, like I said, it is a steep drop off from from swarm to vibe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was that was the goal, bro. That's why that I'm was the goal. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, on that note, on that note of swarm. Now, obviously, you had the feature from Left to Suffer with a great fucking band. Uh, great. You guys have done an excellent job of choosing features from the EP to this album for sure. So on that track though, that is the heaviest track on the entire album. And you've got the screaming, you've got, you know, the whales from, it always sounds like you're saying the actual mammal. <laughs> W-A-I-L-S. Uh, right. <laughs> when you, when you do that, it, it's so crazy. It's so crazy to hear that after hearing what the album has been so far. And then it just cuts right to a completely different vibe, a completely different tempo and instrumentation. And then you've got a rap breakdown for a little bit, and then the track is done. Now you mentioned, you know, <laughs> you mentioned, you know, getting things together, kind of structuring and deciding, kind of going with the flow. But that track itself is so incredibly different structure-wise than the entire album. So how did that come apart? Uh, how did that come together? And how did you decide that you wanted to almost take, it sounds like two songs being put together. How, how was that decided upon? That was really uh, Millie's idea where he wanted to do like a beat change in the end. But uh, mm -hmm. what's the best way to 
to kill something chaotic with something beautiful. That's and that's really ah. what we decided to do with that song. Okay. Yeah, is that the way everyone feels? Like, do you guys have favorite ways of structuring certain songs depending on your personality and how you guys like to write? Like, was that a song where Definitely. Okay. All right. Yeah, so <laughs> what do you guys think of a song like that? Is that is that one of your favorites? Do you prefer That's to do my something? Favorite. Okay. <laughs> and how did you how did you decide to reach out to Left to Suffer for that particular track? Did you have an idea that you wanted that kind of, you know, deathcore, heavy metalcore sound to it? Oh, uh, we yeah, 100%. 100%. Okay. Gnarly, bro. We needed somebody that's an animal. Yeah. We we were You did it. We we're going to get sure. video, but we we're like we're getting somebody. Yeah, he, yeah, he just he's nasty, man. Yeah. <laughs> he's nasty. It reminds me of old slam death stuff. Ah, yeah. Like, he's the guy. He's he's sick with it. <laughs> it was a must. He really definitely is. I just saw them live recently and they always kill it. So that is that is very true. But then also on the same, you know, on Gold Tooth Guru, you also have, uh, I believe it's Unity TX on a track yes, as well. And, yes, sir. Yeah, and they're kind of hometown. I'll say home state. I'll say home state band. So I've seen them a lot of times. And uh, Shalin, he kills it. He kills it again. Once again, though, why did you pick him in particular? That's, I mean, that fits the culture, bro, but... Really, we that was the first song we sat down and wrote, bro. As soon as we okay. walked through the door, we just started writing that. And then uh, everybody looked at each other. And we was just like, yeah, Unity's on this motherfucker. Ah, okay. <laughs> Shaolin's on this bitch. Gotcha. Yeah. So you had everything pretty much ready to go. And then you were like, okay, we need him to do this. Uh, I mean, we didn't really. We just started writing riffs and then coming up with ideas. And first <laughs> riff pops off and everybody's like, Shaolin's on it. Wow. Yeah. Damn. Okay. All right. Like we knew, we knew from the get go. Bro. How how do you guys have these connections then? So if I'm not mistaken, you guys haven't done any. You guys haven't done any touring outside of New Orleans, have you? Uh, I've done a little bit a of little touring bit. Okay. here and there. Yeah. So not as our house though. No, no, no. Sorry. Okay. All right. Did you make connections? Like, how did you? Was it was it something working Definitely. with Unified? Yeah. Okay. So I guess. No. Yeah. No. Okay. Nah, nah, Jay and Ken's been the guys for the longest time. Ah, okay. So okay. it only made sense. Adding them go back, but we also, we caught them at the Love tour out here in Baton Rouge and chopped it up with them too, and we were oh, talking. yeah, that was a great fucking tour. That had uh, Static Dress on it too, right? Yes, sir. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, okay, well, I'm glad you guys got that. <laughs> I'm glad you guys got that going through uh, New Orleans as well, because yeah, we had that in Austin, and that was fucking great. Baton Rouge, actually. Oh, yeah, Baton okay. through Baton Rouge. Oh, okay. Do you guys find that, or do you find that Baton Rouge has a better scene right now than New Orleans does when it comes to this style of music? Nah, it's, it's been, dead. It's, it's been dead. like that though. Chelsea's Chelsea's yeah, it's not dead, man. <laughs> <laughs> Here directly, uh, New Orleans is starting to get some stuff at Southport Hall. That's been some good shows. Okay. Lately. Yeah, I mean, I guess what does does Atlanta take? Uh, a bunch of people like is that normally how it works i feel like everybody oh, yeah. takes an off day in new orleans or they just completely skip it oh okay yeah i mean is it is it something that people just actually like enjoying themselves in the city maybe oh, yeah, yeah they just want to get drunk oh yeah, yeah. without a yeah. doubt <laughs> yeah let's get drunk have good food and then we'll move on to the next place why well, i, I want to hit i want to hit one more thing on features because on the ep when i think new orleans or i think new orleans scene before I knew about you guys, I think about Kane Hill. And you obviously got Elijah to do a very unique and very cool feature 
um, on that one track. I'm, it's, I'm, I'm blanking on the name of the track right now, but people can listen to the EP and hear it. I mean, it almost feels like he's the godfather of the scene in New Orleans. So really, how did that all come together of you guys knowing, you know, he represents kind of New Orleans with this type of scene? I came up with the guys. <laughs> yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. He respects up and coming musicians. Yeah. yeah. He, he stayed put. No, he the guy. Well, Intel Wit was actually my manager for a second when I was in a different band. Oh, okay. What uh what style of music were you doing back then? Same 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 kind of stuff. But uh Nick and Millie were the ones who made that connection in the studio with the get the feature from him. Yeah, yeah. All right. That was just reaching out kind of thing, or was that something that a producer said or something like that? That was just us reaching out. Nice. Yeah, it was during COVID. Ah, okay. All right, gotcha. Well, yeah, what were you guys so 2021 is when that that or sorry 2022 is when that ep came out so did you guys record and finish everything during covid and then wait till you know the well, pandemic was kind of quote unquote over essentially it was over with it was 2021 when it oh it was really okay started yeah. Yeah, but uh, 2021 still considered the covid era yes really for the music industry yeah no that's that's very true so what do you got i'm just doing rapid fire here so i hope you guys are okay with that i got yeah. a lot of a lot of questions. Yeah, no, yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah. So we talked a little bit about, uh, you know, I started talking about touring a little bit. Do you guys have plans for what you want to do? Because there are a lot of bands now that do not want to tour. Even if they have label backing, they know that right now a lot of bands are going out and, you know, they're, they're touring at a loss, right? So you're getting some fans, you're getting to play for people, but the cost of touring is so expensive right now that some people are deciding to stay home. What are what are your guys' feelings on touring, and are you planning anything for 2024? Oh, we definitely have big plans for 2024. Okay. We're definitely trying to get on the road and go see as many faces as we can. Nice. Yeah. Win, win over a lot of rooms as well. Say that again? Sorry. I said also try to win over a lot of rooms as well on tour. Yes. I would, I would certainly imagine so. Well, you guys have so many things going on, and I, I might have asked this. Sorry. I apologize if I forgot this, but you guys are planning a release show, but how much have you guys actually played live in or around New Orleans? Only two times as our house. Oh, wow. Three shows, okay. bro. Three, three shows. shows. Damn. Three shows to three. Wow. Yeah. All right. We signed the deal and everything right before we had done our House of Blues show with Kane Hill on 420. Ah, okay. Fuck. I was in New Orleans that day. <laughs> That's crazy. I flew in to New Orleans on 424 and I remember going, oh, Kane Hill's playing. I would love to. But I showed up at like 10 p.m. And I I was like, oh, shit. Once again, anytime you fly into New Orleans, at least for me, I get delayed (laughs) every single time. I love the city, but I notoriously. Yes, notoriously (laughs) get delayed. And I remember seeing that because if I had gotten in early, if I gotten in around six or so which is when I was supposed to show up, I would have gone to that show. I can't believe you guys were going to be on that fucking show. Damn. We were there. Oh, <laughs> that was man. a sick show, bro. It was a good show. Good time. Well, it's got to be. On rock. I would assume having, you know, the, the headliner be from New Orleans, you guys being from New Orleans. So what, what have you learned then playing these few shows live? What have you learned and what do you think you want to improve on for when you actually go out and start touring regularly. What what did you learn from that? First show we learned we needed a sound guy. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
We got Good that. <laughs> yeah, well, that sound guy, especially with how many different styles of music you're playing, plus how many people are filling in and backing vocals and everything, how do you mix all that? And also, not not to mention all the keys and, and processing and whatnot, whatnot that you need as well. Yeah. With a S vocal too, so he had to get a mic. <laughs> how do, okay, so sound guy, definitely. Anything about breathing technique or who should come in at what time? Because I think that would be one of the big things, right? Yeah. Is when you're we religiously, we religiously practice every Sunday. Oh, okay. Uh, if, All right. We, we start time, bro. That's really what you learn every time. Yeah. Sorry, can you repeat that? We definitely learn that. I'm sorry, good night. Uh, just to be better each time, bro. That's what we learn every day. Don't get complacent ever. Right. 100%. First show, we definitely learned we needed a little bit more time in between some songs. 100%. Oh, okay. Were you guys just rushing right to the next thing? We were just going. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, we were just rolling with that shit, bro. Hennessy and shrooms. I get it. Oh. <laughs> I totally get it. Bigger rich. <laughs> Not before show. I think that's probably the only time. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you guys do then for breathing, for, for singing? Because I, like I said, I think you guys are doing all, you know, backing vocals and singing, obviously, as well. You know, when Millie's going back and forth between screaming and, and rapping. So what do you guys plan on doing? Uh, to get your vocals ready for that. Because I always think vocals, right? You know, podcasting, talking. Yeah, I, yeah. I was in metalcore bands as well. So I think about how you breathe and how you're going to be able to really keep up with all the different parts that you guys have. So how have you guys worked that out? Uh, Millie does cardio. cardio every before, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Cardio work, experience. Singing every day. Yeah. I got a 20-minute warm-up before the show. Right. Oh, wow. 20 minutes. Are you doing vocal exercises that you're doing the whole time? Or are you singing the same stuff that you'll be singing when you're out there? Uh, it's vocal exercises and I sing Alice in Chains to get ready. Oh, very nice. What? <laughs> yeah. Any particular track by any chance? Oh, Down in a Hole, bro. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. I, I hear and, Billy Bones. Opera singer, man. Wait, say that. <laughs> Sorry. Opera shit. There were a whole <laughs> bunch of people talking at the same time. I missed that. <laughs> I hear Millie, uh, when I hear Millie backstage warming up, I always hear that man sound like an opera singer. Ah, okay. So I wanted to ask each of you, I, I've kind of done this in the past, but I always, I always like a lot of the answers that I get for this. So new albums coming out, like I said, this is being recorded now. People will have heard, you know, the album or will be telling them about the album that's already going to be available to them when they hear this. So what are you guys each from your own point of view? What are you guys each excited about? with this album actually coming out. What do you want people to hear specifically from you, whether it's a specific riff or a specific part or just, you know, obviously the album as a whole, but what are you looking for people to experience? I want them to listen to it front to back. Nice. Yes. Agreed. Definitely. That's, that's the experience, bro. I want, I want you to, to have listened to it and give a, an honest opinion, whether you hate it or like it. That's what I'm looking forward to. Honest opinions. Yeah. Honest opinions for sure. Yeah. What is, I mean, you guys don't seem like easily rattled. So when it comes to social media and it comes to, you know, the negative criticism, because there's bound to be, you guys have, once you start mixing rap with anything, you're going to get people that don't like it. It always, it's always going to happen. Just like when you add screaming to something, you're always going to get people that don't like the screaming. So for you, how is that? Does that actually affect you in any way? Can you ever get any positives? If it's actual criticism or constructive criticism, is there anything that you actually can take from it that becomes positive? 
I mean, we we feed off the hate, man. Hate is oh. I love that. Yeah, I love this shit. <laughs> yeah, nah, for real. Sometimes break. we prefer it, and it and it fucking it pisses me off that we like that. <laughs> Dude, yeah, honestly, it's nah, crazy. For, for real, for real. Just bring the. Why hate. you hating? It's crazy. Just bring the hate. <laughs> that this they they really say that in public on YouTube on comments. It's yeah, crazy. Yeah, I, I mean, people seem to have balls when they're not actually talking to somebody face to face. That is, oh, yeah. we, oh, yeah. we all know that. So, <laughs> oh yeah, it's water on the back. <laughs> they don't like the fact that we rap, and then they see that Millie's black, and they even get mad. It's, it's oh, do they? Do they assume that's that's interesting? Do they assume? Oh, we have had some racist comments. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. So it's one of those things where they hear Millie. They don't see you guys, so they're not watching a music video or they're not seeing you guys live. They hear it. They think it's a white person rapping, and then they and then they see that it's yeah, Millie. Yeah. Is that how it dude, works? <laughs> we had a reaction video for Rico, and dude, uh, this is before we had any videos really out, and he was yeah. listening to it. I can swear he thought Millie was white, <laughs> and then Millie said something, and his face just got, his eyes got real big. Yeah. <laughs> Did he just say that? <laughs> That might be the most interesting reaction video I've ever heard of because I find them unwatchable. <laughs> so, <that's>... <laughs> <laughs> But I understand that a band would like to watch a reaction video of their stuff. Yeah, exactly. That totally makes sense to me. When it's... That's what you I like, I like hearing it. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, look, if I was in a band, I would definitely... If someone was doing a reaction to a podcast, I would listen, <laughs> I would listen to that. But... <laughs> I find it difficult to watch anyone doing a reaction video for any, like for anything, because to me, yeah, for sure, yeah, it's just, uh, yeah. And look, I don't want you guys don't have to talk down on it because I understand why people do it and I understand why it can help bands. I just don't get it as a like. That's why I think seeing somebody mess up and completely get a race incorrect and then try and apologize, like, oh no, I now now this is actually good. You know, that kind of thing. Like, that would be absolutely hilarious. Oh, yes. It's going to happen, brother. <laughs> that's, oh, that's, that's actually very funny. That is very funny. I wanted to check with you guys for, I actually, you know what? I want to scratch that. I want to scratch that. I want to talk some New Orleans because I haven't been able to talk New Orleans for, for a little while with people. So I'm going to ask some very basic questions, but. I want to know for the next time that I come back to New Orleans and that people, you know, listening go back to New Orleans. Where are your favorite? Like, give me, give me an awesome gumbo place, and give me a dive bar that kicks ass. All right, just come to my crib for both of those. Fuck yeah! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got you, bro. I got you. Not lying at all. <laughs> so, I'll tell you this: one of my. Oh, go ahead. No, I'm trying to think of a good gumbo spot besides <laughs> Nick's crib. <laughs> no, really, in New Orleans, you ain't going to get a really good gumbo spot, bro. I'm no, no. Say that now. They got too much fucking rue in it, bro. Oh, okay. All right. Well, if I you will... want some, uh, Drago's got some good. Oh, bro. fuck you. Yeah. You got to stop and get that, boy. Thank you so much for bringing that up. That is my favorite restaurant in New Orleans. Oh, dude, that place hitting, bro. Yeah. They're not, nice, nice. they not lying at all about that place. No, every, every single <laughs> trip. I go multiple times and I remember the first time someone told me about it because it's someone who grew up in New Orleans and they said, hey, next time you go to New Orleans, you got to go to Drago's and you got to get the charbroiled oysters. Mm -hmm. And I said, yeah, I said, fuck, I do not like oysters. 
I just don't, it's a texture thing. Right. Yeah. I, don't, I don't like oysters. Yeah. Same. Yeah. And they just thought, he goes, don't worry about it. Just go buy six of them, buy a half dozen. They're not that expensive. Just try it out. And if you don't like them, you don't have to eat them, obviously. So I get them and I was in heaven. I can't believe <laughs> how fucking good that shit is. Yeah. It's amazing. That shit looks disgusting. It oh, looks yeah, horrible. It I've never tried I've never tried it before. And I've never tried it before, but it just looks like I would just throw that shit up the second it goes down my throat. <laughs> well, that's like how it. that's how I am with like a regular oyster. Like I try um, that shit and that's like it's like swallowing a booger. Like booger, I, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, no exactly. I, I showed them bitches. <laughs> Nico eat them just like that. Nothing yeah, else. I put some, put some hot sauce on them. Yeah. Boy. I mean, I'll definitely so. put some hot sauce and shit. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. But I'll just let you know, I'm, I'm sure people have talked about this before, but when you char broil them, it changes the texture. Oh yeah. So oh, yeah. it makes it, yeah, it makes it something that you can actually, you're not swallowing that stuff. You're, you're actually eating it. Chewing it so yeah. that's, you know, that's something a little bit different. That's your fire, bro. <laughs> but I'm very glad <laughs> that you brought up Drago's because like I said, I will go there multiple times if i'm there for three days i'm going three times at least oh yeah yeah hands down bro i fucking love yourself yeah i can't it's so it's so good it's either that or i'm getting drunk somewhere that's normally that's normally my new orleans time gotta get one on bourbon street i have had one of those yes i did i did i uh so i went to go ahead no, I was just going to say, those things are just super deadly. I just have a lot of bad memories with them. That's why I don't go on Bourbon Street no more. <laughs> well, I'm sure there are lots of reasons not to go on Bourbon Street on a regular basis. But yeah, uh, I think I went to, the first time I was in New Orleans, I went to, what was it, Hurricane O'Reilly's or something like that? Hurricane something? I'm not too familiar with that place. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, I'm not too, too familiar either. I think it was the place that actually invented the hurricane, something like, or one of the first places, something like that. I think that's called Hurricane Al. Might be. I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe that's what it is. Oh, okay. I went there. It was early in the morning. An early meetup is actually a podcast, and you know, we start drinking, obviously. And I just, I hadn't been to New Orleans yet, so I just told the bartender, I said, "Hey, I'm just going to start with this with the hurricane, and then when you see me done with the drink, just continue on down the list, and I'll just try all the shit." Oh yeah. Bro. That that ended up being a uh, a pretty crazy day that I only remember half of. Oh, I can only imagine. <laughs> With all that, yeah, I can only imagine. Oh, yeah. But I wouldn't change it for the world because it was a lot of fucking fun. So I, I certainly enjoyed and it. And New Orleans. Yes. And you were in New Orleans. So you definitely got wild a little bit. Oh, yeah, for sure. I was there for, uh, I was actually there for WrestleMania at one point. Hell yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, I was doing some work podcasting and stuff, and I got to go to WrestleMania. And that was, so that was the day, you know, you drink during the day, and then you're going right to WrestleMania. So it was a lot of fun. Damn, that sounds like a lot hell. of fun. Yeah. Yeah, same. It was a lot, yeah. Well, by the way, I mean, I'm not huge into wrestling, but I do follow it from time to time. Is that something that you guys are into? I am. <laughs> uh, I'm Maybe not so much to be honest. Right, Stone Cold era, bro. Diamond okay. They were lit. It's Randy Orton, bro. Batista, that era, bro. Okay, I gotcha. Yeah. Who said there are any of you guys into it now where you're watching like, WWE, AEW, all that kind of stuff. Oh, I, I do. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> For sure. Seen, uh, Logan Paul's on that shit now, bro. Yeah. He yeah. did. Yeah. yeah. He's I actually, did. from I what did. I've seen, he's actually pretty fucking good. Damn, bro. Yeah. Nice. I was That's surprised. He, uh, he, stayed, he saved Rey Mysterio or whatever from breaking his neck. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, actually. Yeah, he definitely saved the bots. Yeah, man, it's it's a little strange that someone can come out. Like, it's not like he wasn't technically an athlete, but to be able to come into that situation and adapt to it so well. Oh, yeah, he definitely put in the work. Yeah. Respect it. Absolutely. I actually, this actually might be, this is a question that's come up before, um, but I kind of like it, especially if you guys at least know wrestling. I think it'd be kind of fun. So for you guys, if you guys had to choose a wrestling entrance song for Hardy Boys. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. Not someone else's. Not someone else's. If you could choose any other, like a real song, either one of your own or somebody else's, what would you, what would your entrance music be? Godsmack, I Stand Alone. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Very nice. I had to beat everybody to it. Yeah, you got, you got it out there. Yeah, you got, you got that shit out too there. quick. Mine's would, be, uh, mine's would be Bullets by Creed, bro. <laughs> you get your tickets for the uh, for the reunion show? Uh, yeah. In Mississippi. <laughs> it got to, bro. I'm diehard Creed. Obviously, we're doing this without actually looking at each other. Is that sarcasm or is that real? No, That's I'm, real. I'm dead ass. Oh, this is what 100%. Fuck, wow. Okay. All uh, right. Mark Tremonti has, has molded my writing style. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. I'm not even putting him down. I'm just surprised. Like, I was surprised that when they announced the tour that so many dates sold out. I know nostalgia is a big thing, but I'm just surprised. I didn't know that they still had that kind of pull. Man, the boy's rocking. I guess so. <laughs> yeah, the boy's rocking, bro. Now, what, what do you think? Showing me? What do you think of Daughtry, though? Yo, he go hard. Cold Does he? <laughs> yeah. He's one, that he's one of the savage. best out there, bro. Really? Yeah. Shit, man. I told you guys, I don't listen to pop music. So it's, I don't. What you talking about? We listen to everything. You don't man. think Daughtry's pop? Oh, oh he definitely. He's not rock. That's like, I, I, feel like that's, I feel like that's the modern, what they call rock these days. You know what I'm saying? That's not like in the, the Miley Cyrus pop world. No, no, I guess that's, that's I what guess I think that's about. No, oh, okay, all right. I guess like, I see like, uh, One Republic or whatever, One Direction. Oh, I, I <laughs> <laughs> either one. Oh of my those. God, that's, yeah. that's pop, bro. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess I mean when I when I think of rock, I guess I think of like Breaking Benjamin. That's that's the kind yeah. of like level nice. that I think of. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, you see, I don't know. I I, I think of rock <laughs> as like the post grunge era, bro. Like I'm I'm talking like Nickelback. Oh, God smack. Nickelback. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah. See, I just think Nickelback is trash. That's my. <laughs> no, no. You are crazy. Hey, how, the fuck you, how the fuck you leave this interview right now? <laughs> yeah, same. I'm sorry. <laughs> nice to see you, Brett. If I Come can on. Remember that whole thing we were talking about negative, negativity and hating? If I can walk people for telling my opinion on Nickelback, I think I'd be okay with that. <laughs> Damn. Oh, bro, I'm going to war behind Nickelback, bro. Yeah, for real, <laughs> All right. Bro. We, I know. I, I understand. <laughs> I understand that a lot of people now, they're like, okay, it's not cool to, to rag on Nickelback, that kind of thing. But you're telling me, though, you actually have a true love for what they Hell done? yeah. Holy fucking shit. Fucking right. What? Bro, we they, was bro, bumping they changed, that, bro. bro, they changed my childhood, bro. Okay. Bro, you guys we might, were bumping that. You guys might be the most unique band that I've had on the show, though. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we was bumping like there, man. You're blowing my fucking mind here. Okay, this is like most. You people, mean to tell me I'm people offended, didn't go up listening to oh. What? There is no, no way. way. I like I said, I've been doing this show for over ten years. I've been doing radio and podcasting for almost fifteen. I have not had anyone come on the show and say anything positive about Nickelback. 
This might actually Man, be fuck all them. it might be only the second time they've ever come up on the show. <laughs> God damn. Bro, they got to respect me, big man. Yeah, yo, crazy. That's what? some extremely <laughs> talented musicians, bro. Oh, bro. Now, by the way, what? I'm not putting down any band for the for. Oh uh, no, nah, we know it. I yeah. I respect every musician that's able to do anything like that. That's fucking great. But I can't tell you. I have only listened to Nickelback's early material, and if I hear that shit. I I can't. I have to turn bro, something. That's the best material, man, bro. Man, <laughs> go put on "Saving Me" by Nickelback and tell me you can't get down with it. Yeah, dude, no you're lying. No <laughs> okay, look, I'm writing it down right now. This is why I've never even heard the song's name before. "Saving Me." Okay, hold on. Bro, you never heard "Saving Me"? No way. I'm I, yeah, I'm trying you, to figure out how you hating on Nickelback at this point. Well, are I you capping? Yo, you just blew my mind. Are you <laughs> capping? <laughs> <laughs> are you really capping because this is insane i am not fucking with you guys this is the most right. most in-depth i have talked about nickelback in 20 years oh my god dude i, I i'm just letting you know. just, just give it just just give him another run then bro just give him another yeah, run just yeah, that, just that, that's that. all i gotta say because i respect you whole silver side whole silver side up album go spin that whole, yeah, holy yeah, shit. you want me yeah. you want me to spin an entire album from them Oh, man, man, listen bro. to the first three. Hell yeah. Oh, first man. three. Go hit the first three. Well, I hated back. that I first promise. album. I despise that first album. Whatever that Run is. it back now. Run it back now. Yeah, I will run it back. <laughs> do, you think, do you think my music my music preferences have eroded for so many years that all of a sudden I'm going to like Nickelback? Yes. There's potential, bro. We might be saving you. <laughs> might happen. We're saving you. We're saving him right now. I get it. I get it now. But no, I, that is, okay. So I want you to do me a favor now then too. So now this is on record. I hope, I hope that I get to put this out into the world, that nothing is wrong with this. So do me a favor. Tell me another universally despised band that you enjoy. Hoobastank. I love Hoobastank. Oh, I don't, I don't hate Hoobastank. No, Yeah, I, I fucking love Hoobastank. I think everybody Rocks, loves Hoobastank. Yeah, now, you like Creed. if I said, yeah. if I said, wait, sorry, did you say Creed? Please don't talk about Creed, bro. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got me in Nick's dressing, man. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Oh, my <laughs> God. This is, this is fucking hilarious. I, I have laughed so hard <laughs> during this. <laughs> All right. So we have Nickelback, we have Hoobastank, and we have Creed. Now, yeah. is there anybody? Now, yeah, if yeah. you really want to put the scene into a tizzy, how do you feel about Trapped? Mm. Headstrong is the only good song. Yeah, I don't know I mean, anything else. Can't deny Headstrong. They didn't. They didn't really like. They didn't shape shit up, bro. Like, if anybody in that that era fucking shaped shit up, it was Taproot. Oh fuck Tap yeah! Taproot went crazy. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. So you went from you went from loving Nickelback to Taproot. Now I can get behind Taproot. The amount of times I've caught Stephen Richards jumping from a second story. <laughs> when he's playing live <laughs> trust me i have been there as a little kid just holding my little hands up trying to catch him so i have been there <laughs> i have been there multiple That's times it. and right now he's doing the same stuff too when they're out on tour he's still jumping off high shit it's insane legend, but, that's a legend band yeah bro. but then you i it just blows my mind right now to we think, listen to everything bro yeah you do oh, you do no that's true and i appreciate that i do but you got to take it from my point of view 
of doing this show with seeing people <laughs> for so long. I have just never heard anyone say Nickelback and Taproot in the same sentence. Damn. That's all. So this, is, this crazy, has been bro. a favorite show of mine, just getting to know you guys, but then also to have this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I'll start with Nickelback, bro. Yeah, I'm I mean, standing like, that's, that's our era, bro. That, that, that's all of our era. We well, grew up on that. Yeah. That's just shape shaped us. I get, I get that because I grew up in the same time. But my, my growing up, I'm going to say, you know, bands like Blink-182. And, you know, even if you want to, if you want to get into poppy rock, like I'd prefer something like um, uh, Jim Blossoms, like uh, Hey Jealousy, like that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? I see you. I see you. Yeah, I'm respect. That's respect. That's respect. Yeah. I could never get into that. The, gotcha. the pop punk era. What are you in? Say that again. Yeah, it was for me. Yeah, I'm in my 30s. So are you guys a little bit younger then? Are you in your 20s? 25. Yeah, late, late 20s. Yeah. So I so I was growing up when Nickelback was probably at their absolute prime, I guess, right? Somewhere around there. Yeah. 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 And maybe it had to do something with the uh what do you call it? Just maybe I did not like a lot of things that were popular. It, yeah, I, I get it. That <laughs> I mean, that, I could, that could be it for sure. But I honestly do not remember. And because I respect you guys, because I've had fun on this show, I will go ahead and listen to Saving Me. I will give it a chance. And you will be saved. <laughs> <laughs> I will personally apologize to each and every one of you if Thank I you. end up liking the song. Hell yeah, bro. Hell yeah. It's Thank all you. good, Bubba. It's all good. But then I'm going to hate on you if I don't. All right. That's going to... I like the energy. You. I'll take it, bro. I'll I appreciate it. it. Well, guys, I am looking <laughs> I'm looking at the clock, which flew by for me, so I hope it flew by for you oh, guys yeah. as well. I want to make sure, though, yeah. before we do you know, a little plug section and we talk a little bit off air again, I wanted to check. You know, we're going to talk about, you know, we've, well, we have talked a little bit about it, obviously, throughout the show, but was there anything else you guys wanted to mention about Gold Tooth Guru before we ended? Anything that you wanted me to bring up that I didn't get a chance to because we were talking about other things? You know, anything that, we, that I missed before we go into a plug section? Yeah, bro. Just, uh, man, for everybody listening, bro, just, just spin it, bro. Give it a shot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I didn't miss any topic or anything that you guys wanted to discuss. No. Okay. No. Spin it and have some fun. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's that's what our plug I section. Hate it, will I love be. it. Yeah, I hate it a little bit. Yeah, make reaction <laughs> uh, videos. Make reaction mm. videos. For sure. <laughs> but look, we're gonna talk a little bit off air in a second. We'll do a plug section and a thank you section. So first off, with the plug section, I want to make sure that everyone goes out now. Right now, like I said, this is being recorded before the album comes out. But by the time you're listening to this, you can easily stop this right now. And go and listen to Gold Tooth Guru. It is out on Unified Records. You'll be able to get it everywhere. I'll have links in the description of the episode so that you can go ahead. I, I, I'm going to check on merch, but you can definitely go and listen to the album. What do you guys have for merch or for anything that people can purchase? I'll put that in the links as well. But until then, what is the best way that people can support you guys? Man, uh, really just just stream our music, bro. Show yeah. some love. And then we're going to have a, a website up soon with all of oh, our good. merch on it. We got we got merch out right now, bro. Yeah. And we we shipping it. But it you know, is up. Us, through it our is Instagrams, up. bro. You know what I'm saying? We're getting it out the mud right now. Okay. Sounds it is good. up. Yeah. 
I will definitely have ways to follow you guys as well as the merch links. All that kind of stuff will be in the description of the episode to make it super easy. So guys, thank you so much. Like I said, I wasn't sure what to expect when I first started listening and you got, you got an instant fan. I really appreciate what you guys do. I Hello. like how unique you guys are. I can't wait to see you guys live. So hopefully you'll make it, you know, to somewhere in the Texas area that I'll be able to see you guys and, you know, hopefully in 2024 for sure. Without a doubt. There we go. Thing before, we should have a music video out yes. right now. Oh, okay. This awesome. Drop to Explo. Okay. Yes, I'll have a link for that then too. So yeah, guys, stay on the line. Like I mentioned, please, if you could, we'll, we'll say our goodbyes there. But I also want to say once again, congratulations. You know, I'm, I'm excited to hear what people think about it. I'm excited for you guys because I think this is really, you guys put a ton of effort into this. So everyone, once again, thank you guys so much for taking the time to do this. And I wish you all the best. Thank you, bro. Thank you, man. Thank you, man. I appreciate it.